0: Welcome to the Voice Bible Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the Valley of the Dry Bones, episode number four. Stay tuned. And today, we're going to be talking about the Valley of the Dry Bones out of Ezekiel 37. You don't want to miss this podcast, so stay tuned for it. Um, So, let's see. We, We all know that great children's song bones, you know, the, the song goes, the neck bones connected to the ankle bone or the shoulder bone, the shoulder bones connected to the ankle bone, whatever. You know how it goes. I'm trying to, you know, you know how it goes. So here's the thing. We all are connected in the body of Christ and, and here would be my question. Why are our churches so dry? See, what happens when, when something gets dried out? It eventually gets so devoid of moisture that it will turn to dust. You know, when I say moisture, you hear that? That's water. That's the sound of a bottle of water. That's the sound of a bottle of water. Here's the thing. Our churches, in some form or fashion, are becoming as dry bones. And we, as believers, are in that great valley, looking out. The city that I'm in is Etowah, Tennessee. We're situated in a valley between the Smoky Mountains to the north, Star Mountain to the east, and many knobs and ridges to our west. So let's go ahead and go to uh, Ezekiel 37, and I want to read for just a few moments about the dry bones. It says here, "...the hand of the Lord was upon me, and carried me out in the Spirit of the Lord, and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones." And caused me to pass by them round about, and behold, there were many in the open valley, and lo, they were all very dry. Somebody say dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord Lord God, thou knowest. And again he said to me, Prophesy unto these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you. And ye shall live. I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you. And ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. And behold, a shaking. The bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. And then I turned, and then said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. How many of you can say now, say the word live? See, we were talking about something being dead and dry, and now we're talking about something living. How many of you have ever tried to take water a glass of water or something cold to drink and you knew you, you it was you it was something good you were going to get something good to drink how many of you have ever had that how many of you have ever had a good glass of water and it just you know what i mean it, it just it just it, it quenched your thirst Verse 10 So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceeding great army. An exceeding great army. So there's three things I want us to see here in this passage. The first thing is the valley of dry bones. In verse 2 of Ezekiel 37, the Lord asks us a question. He says, can these bones live? Why does he ask this? Why does he ask the prophet Ezekiel, can these bones live? Why is he asking us the, us that today? Because too many, and, and this is just my opinion, too many of our churches are so dry and so dead that they cannot even hear what the Lord says. Now let me say this. When I say dead and dry, some of those churches are preaching the Word of God. But here's the thing. Because of differing reasons, I believe that that the that the uh, the Holy Ghost ain't even there some of them would say well yeah we believe in the Holy Spirit but yet you won't let the Holy Spirit work and you won't let the Holy Spirit move and you won't let the Holy Spirit try to do what he wants to do because you're so worried about a schedule you're so worried about getting out of there at 12 o'clock on Sunday you're worried about getting out of there you know to to beat to beat your neighbor to the restaurant can I get an amen somebody See, here's the thing. We need more Bible teaching than we need more opinions on whether or not we need carpeting or whether or not we need chairs and pews in the church. Because here's the, here's the, here's the kicker. Without God and without the power of the Holy Spirit, the church will cease to exist. You say, well, that's awful bold of you to say, but let me go a little further. Let me go to one of my favorite passages of Scripture. The book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 17. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my Spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall shall dream dreams, and on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. Let me tell you something. Without the without the moving and the leading of the Holy Spirit of God, we, as the church, will never get past foundation. Some people would even go as far as say, well, I'm going to... I go to church, but I want to keep it in the form, in the context of the four walls of our church. Y'all realize that the church, that the church is not a building; it is a it is a movement of people. How many of you can say praise the Lord for that? Praise, if we were bound by four walls of our building, we wouldn't have to worry about anything. But we weren't called to just be in the four walls of a building. We were called to go out into the world and minister. How many of you are thankful for that? Number two, the purpose of the church. In verse number four, God told Ezekiel to prophesy. He told told him to preach. He called Ezekiel to preach to a dead church. Now, let me say it this way. Some preachers would will agree with me on this. How many of you have ever preached to a dead crowd? You see, here's the thing. Jesus said, "I'm the way, the truth and the life." But he also said this, "Out of your belly shall come rivers of living water." Thank goodness. For the river of living water. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for that living water. He, he, talking about God, is instructing us to listen to the word of the Lord. Paul, writing to the church at Rome, said this, How shall they call on Him in whom they haven't believed? How shall they believe in someone they haven't heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? The purpose of the church, the purpose of the people, is to preach Christ to every tribe, tongue, and nation. Ladies and gentlemen, we are standing what I believe to be in a valley. And here's the thing, I believe that the flood is coming. That there's a flood getting ready to come. I believe we have seen uh we have got our umbrellas out. We need we have prepared the valley, and I believe that the Lord is fixing to anoint that thing with a flood of the Holy Spirit of God, and the things are about to happen, and there's gonna be a new there's gonna be a new generation following, a new uh spiritual generation following. And I'm going to say this, it's going to come with signs and wonders. The signs of that is going to be, the, is going to be a spiritual flood that falls on the valley. The, the wonder of that thing is going to be where he, where he baptizes people with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Some of you might not agree with that. That's fine. You don't have to. But I'm going to trust what the Bible says in, in, book, in the book of Acts chapter 2. By assignment of the Holy Ghost, I didn't come here to speak forth death. I came here to speak life. Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly. Some of you right now may be dead and in your spirit you've already been buried. But I'm declaring that as a blood-bought, Holy Ghost, baptized, tongue-talking, filled child of the Lord, it's time to come up out of that grave. It's time to it's time to run out of that grave. You know what? There's a song and I love it. It's like I don't I don't remember the name of it. It's a worship one of the more popular worship songs. And the the, the chorus of it is something along this line. And I ran out of that grave. Out of darkness and into your marvelous light. I love it. Acts chapter 2 verse 17. I love what that says. In the last days, we're living in the my, my, my. we're living in the last days. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. What does that mean? That he that means the Lord is going to pour out his spirit on every per, on every single believer. Let me tell you something. At this point, denominationalism doesn't exist. Baptists, Pentecostals, Methodists, all that, they don't that, that, that title doesn't exist. Because when God says He's will pour out His Spirit on all flesh, He will. I like what this says. Your sons and daughters will prophesy your young men will dream will see visions and your old men will dream dreams folks the the lord is raising up a generation to follow and i believe with my whole heart that right now even as we even as we have these these kids that are that are eating tide pods and that are that are you know doing this crazy stuff the Lord is still raising up a a a, a, a a a movement. Let me say this, and I say this very boldly: you want to see you want to see the school shooting stop. Start proclaiming the word of God. Start laying hands on lockers. Start laying hands on on doors and windows in the school systems. Bring back prayer in school. Bring back Bible reading in school. You say, well, that offends me. I can't do that. Well, guess what? The Word of God is offensive. defensive, Because it has to be. For years, the Christian church has been scrutinized and mislabeled by scoffers and non-believers and different religious organizations. And I want to say this, a lot of these organizations, some organizations have even just sat there and said, well, here's how you do it. You do it this way, this way, and this way, and this way, and you don't need to change. I got to just be, can, can I be a little bold with you today? I have no problem with a worship set. I have no problem with a bulletin. I do have a problem with structure in the church. Because when you come in, you see a bulletin, and it says we're going to be singing hymn number one, and then hymn number three, and then hymn number six, and then the preacher's going to get up and preach a message, and and then we're going to sing hymn number 34, and then we're going to go home, and... Oh, Jesus... Take your traditional schedule and throw it away. Why? Because the Spirit of the Lord wants to move and you are restricting Him. You want to be a Holy Spirit filled church? Then throw tradition out the window. Why? Because tradition does two does does one thing. It will choke the life out of a church. You say, well wait a minute, hold on. What are you talking about? Tradition. You mean we can't come in here and sing doxology? What I'm saying is this. If you're doing something out of habit and you're not doing something out of the out of the will of God, then you, my friend, are in a in a, in a traditional rut. See, I've learned you don't go to church just to go to church. Even yes, I've got friends that you don't you don't go to church just to go to church. You go to church expecting the Holy Spirit to do something in your life. Oh boy. <laughs> And I'll say this, if you're one of those churches that wants to look down upon people for saying amen, praise the Lord, or lifting hands up, or even jumping up and down or shouting, then my friend, you are the problem. You are the problem. Because to me, as if I'm saved, if I've been blood-bought, if I'm not going to hell, then that ought to be enough for me to lift my hands up. That ought to be enough for me to say praise the Lord. That ought to be enough for me to lift my voice up and say thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I told y'all this is going to be a crazy message today. And I am a Pentecostal preacher, so here's the thing. I'm a little bit... I quickly got out of the traditional mold because that was like, go in, you sit down, you stand up, you sit down, you stand up. No, God says, I will, I will, I want to be, I want to bless you. But here's the thing, the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. So if you're lifting your hands up, if you're praising the Lord, whatever the case may be, God is calling us today to rise up and awaken a generation from a spiritual slumber and bring the lost people to Him. Just as a soldier never leaves his partner behind, never forget that you, whether you're a pastor or a church member, you have a purpose to preach and to share. To the preacher, to the missionary, or to the layman, I leave you with this: Matthew 24:14. This gospel of the kingdom will be preached to all the world as a witness then the end will come God says we're to share the gospel and for us to want that desire we must first and foremost never forget that we need him you know I talk about that and I preach about that but here's the thing we might need him but here's here's what here's what he requires from us Psalm chapter 51, verse 17. Sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. O oh God, thou wilt not despise. If we would come to him broken, <laughs> if we'll come to him broken, with a broken spirit, hallelujah. Lord, break us. Break our plans. Break our worship, God, so that we can be of service to you. Hallelujah. Lord, you are worthy. We must, be, we must learn to be humble, humble ourselves. We want to to see a flood in this valley. But might I remind you, we must be broken before the Lord before that will happen. We must get pride out of the way before that will happen. Pride goeth before destruction. O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. The Bible teaches us: Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. If you're saved, if you've been if you've been released from prison from the from the addictive chains and fetters, then and you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, you got a lot to be thankful for. You got a lot to praise Him for. Oh my my my! I feel the presence of the Holy Spirit on this on, on me right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, my, mama. Holy Ghost, I just ask that you begin to move on your people. I begin to ask that you would move on your churches right now. Move on to the schools, Holy Ghost. Begin to have your way in their, in their lives. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. Forgive us for where we have failed you, but restore unto us the joy of the salvation you gave us. Restoration, folks, is coming. We must be humble. We must be broken. And we must be willing to yield to the Holy Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening today. Um, we are, whew, my, 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 it's been a good day today. The Holy Spirit has definitely been evident in this message today. And, uh, could not think of a better, better thing to talk about, uh, especially after the Lord changed my message on me. I was originally going to talk about release and restore, and the Lord changed my message on me to talk about the about the dry bones. Thank you, Lord, for that message. Um, I want to give a few plugs, if you if I may. This past weekend, I was uh, at a, a men's conference in Nashville, uh, Mighty Men's Conference. If you are a man listening to this, and you and you uh, would like to know more about the men's conference, you can visit their Facebook page, facebook.com slash mighty men's conference. You can find out about when they're going to be doing that again. I think they've got another one coming up in September uh, down in Warner Robins, Georgia. But uh, you don't want to miss that. Also, This podcast and more are found on the following places. You can find us on Anchor.fm and on Spreaker by searching The Voice Bible Podcast. You can also find us on iTunes. We are on the Apple Podcast Directory by searching The Voice Bible Podcast. Um, Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash voice. I think it's The Voice Bible Podcast for all information about our episodes and what's going on with our ministry. Um, I want to leave this with you. If you have a praise of something the Lord sets you free from, would you call us? If you have the uh, iOS app on your um, iPhone, you can call us and leave a comment but what's the what's one thing the lord has done for you that has that has been a blessing to you i pray that this week brings you awesome stuff and that this weekend is awesome for you as well we'll be back again next saturday same time same channel right here at the voice bible podcast until then i'm Josh Robertson saying god bless you have a wonderful weekend